world, you cool cats and space cowboys. It's time for Cosmic Tea with your host, Avalon Starlight. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Cosmic Tea Podcast. I'm Avalon Starlight, and today we have a very special treat. Um, today is kind of an episode that is so very important to hear, even if it makes you uncomfortable. And there is no better human in the world to have this conversation with than someone who A, has experienced it, B, is one of the most powerful intuitive guides and psychic mediums that I've ever come in contact with, who is also in the spearhead of being someone who is being called forward to actually actually lead the revolution, really, of the new earth here that's being born through everything that we're going through. And so I'm like, just so blessed to have a dear friend and absolute expert in this, uh, Sarah Jane Patton on the Cosmic Tea podcast today. Hello, Sarah Jane. Hello, Avalon. That was quite the introduction. I receive all of that. Thank you so much. Wow. I just, let me just feel that for a moment. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It means so much to be here, to talk to you, to share all these experiences, because it's been a wild ride, hasn't it? It really, really has. Because when we met, you hadn't come out as a psychic medium yet. Right? Oh, my gosh. It's so funny to think about that, right? I can't imagine like that I hadn't owned it, right? Or really stepped into it. I think I was still like experiencing all the things I needed to, to be able to fully embody this. And uh, you know me, I move quickly. So it's like, oh, here I am. Let's go. It went from zero to 100 really quickly, right? So that's the story of my life. Yeah, yeah. So because one of the things that I want from this podcast is to really allow people to understand their own personal journeys through what you guys are saying as the guests. And so I would love if you could give a little feedback of, did you, like when you were a kid, have an awareness that you were psychic medium and shut it off at some point? And then what was the revelation or that brought it back forward for you? So this is such a great question, right? Because I think that a lot of times um, we do try to figure out like, where did this start? Or when did it, when, when did this come about? Was it there all along? And so in retrospect, I can see how it was showing up my whole life. I just didn't know that's what it was. And it wasn't until actually working with you two years ago that I became open to understanding more of this work or what I was experiencing. Uh, I can see where my psychic abilities definitely have shown up throughout the years. And I had no idea that's what it was. I thought they were coincidences or just omens happening. But now that I am clear <laughs> about what all of it is, I can really see how this has really been here my entire life. Um, for me personally, it was my little magical rainbow mermaid unicorn child Camille that cracked me open, which I think that children are often the ones that do open up the moms or the parents um, or siblings. So she was two and a half and began seeing the spirit of a boy who passed away here in my home several years ago. And it caused me to start looking and then poof, there it all was. So it came quickly for me once I realized what was going on. Um, and I was just open to it, right? I think that's the biggest thing. I think when we are fearful of it or, um, you know, resistant to receiving it, then we will block it. But if you're open to receiving it and exploring it with curiosity and playfulness, it just becomes magical. 
two of my favorite words, curiosity and playfulness. So because yeah. I think that for a lot of people, right, the idea of being able to see or hear people from who have potentially passed or are just your higher self or an entity or being that wants to communicate through you. I would love to hear, because I personally am fascinated by this one myself, everybody, like how the actual messages come through for you. Like, is it something that you hear in your head? Is it something that you visually see? Like what, what is the way that your gift works for you? So that's a great question because what I have come to understand, especially now that I teach this work to other people and, you know, um, allow them the opportunity to explore their gifts as well, how it shows up is different for each person. And quite frankly, if it was the same for everyone, that would be boring, totally. wouldn't it? Totally. Yeah. So for me personally, um, it starts with the claircognizance, right? It's my in it knowing. I just have a knowing. I can't tell you why I know what I know. It's just there. It is my divine connection to source. And it takes radical trust, radical trust to uh, feel into that and believe what you just know to be true. So once I stepped into that radical trust of just my in it knowing, then the other clairs began to open, right? So I'm clear audience, I'm clear sentient. So they all show up and I can um, just use my discernment to know what's what. It, and like I said, at the end of the day, it comes down to having radical trust and we all have the ability, but again, it goes back to being open to it because if you're closed or don't believe it won't work. Agreed. And so I'm actually going to steer us, like, why wouldn't we just go right into it? Because one of the things that you and I had decided to talk about before um, committing to this episode was something that's so important for those of you listening who are just opening up into the world of allowing energy into your being, into your body, that not all energies are of the highest good and have our highest intentions in their in their hearts, minds, bodies, and souls. So I'm going to tell a little story about um, because when I first went through my spiritual awakening, which was in 2016, I was like blew myself wide open and I was like, everything is so beautiful and I just love everything so much. And I just want to like, the leaves are so clear and this is happening and that is happening. And it was like, I became just like this light that went into the universe, not understanding that some entities, even if they're unaware of what they're doing, will only see the light and be drawn to it. And at the time, I actually was went into um, a spiritual store and I could feel when I went into the store that it had a bit of heaviness to it. Like I didn't like being in there. And so I didn't, I didn't do anything and buy anything, but I left. And when I left that store, I actually brought an entity home with me that then um, charged one of my kids while they were sleeping and created like a, like a sense of dread in one of my children because I was unaware at that point and this is why I want to have this conversation that even if you're at the beginning at the middle or at the end of your journey of opening up to your psychic gifts or opening up to your empath gifts however you you decide to to name that that there is a level of protection that's required uh, to make sure that you're not calling in anything that is not going to put you in the best situation. So I, again, have had psychic attacks and things like that, but I love the way that you were describing it for me and to me when we were talking. So I would love to hear your experience and your take on what all this is about. 
So this is a great topic for discussion because this is one of those topics I feel like in the spiritual realms that people don't actually like to talk about, right? It's kind of a little taboo. Um, and there are people that will just tell you that it's all love and light. Mm-hmm. While I while I would love for it to be that way, the fact is that there are negative entities, negative energies that do come through or can come through. So for me, what I've come to know, and my experience has been wildly trippy and super fast, um, but I've always had this ability to learn very quickly and then go teach others, right? It's one of my gifts. So for me, I had a mentor that was just amazing. She had explained to me psychic attacks, her experiences in it, and I couldn't relate. None of it made sense to me. I was like, I don't know what this is. And this went on for like two years, uh, almost two years of having it explained to me and not fully understanding it. And then one day I had the experience, right? And so I was uh, randomly having a conversation and all of a sudden I felt my heart rate go up. I knew that it wasn't my heart heartbeat. It felt like a heart on top of my own and I could feel it. And it was the wildest feeling and experience. I knew something was going on. I immediately went and got my Apple watch, which I actually don't wear unless I'm in the pool. And I put it on because I wanted to measure my heart rate. My resting rate was 212. It stayed that way for two hours. The other thing that happened is I felt hands around my neck, like I was being choked. So that's when I knew this was had to be. I'm like, oh, this is the thing that she's been talking about. This is a psychic attack, right? So I actually sat with it for a little bit because I wanted to like fully experience it. So I understood it. I knew I would be able to teach other people about it. And I actually um, started reading some commands to remove it. And literally within, I think, 90 seconds of saying the commands to remove the dark, dense, negative energy, gone. My heart rate dropped down to 80. I didn't feel the hands around my throat anymore. And I sat back and I was like, oh boy, this happened for a reason because now I get to talk about it with other people. But what else happened, Avalon, through this is I began to explore more, looking into, okay, is there different levels of psychic attacks? Because this was a pretty extreme, right? And what I've discovered is the more open you are. So if you're an open channel for information, the more of a target you're going to be, right? Because right. if I'm open, then then it's just fluid. It's flowing through me. It's coming to me. The energy is moving, right? So if I am not practicing spiritual hygiene mm-hmm. to protect myself and to protect my energy, then I'm going to be susceptible to this happening over and over again. So this allowed me to um, really be get, become clear about what spiritual hygiene is, the importance of doing it, being consistent with it, because I feel like I was doing it already, but not with intention the way that I do now. And I was inconsistent. I am not inconsistent anymore. I know that as this amazing channel that I am, that I'm so open now and susceptible to this happening, that I have to be consistent with protecting my energy. And there's many ways that you can go about doing that. Which I want to get to in a second, but I just want to add something here is like when we choose, because when we go out of our house every single day, we can come in contact with people who do not have our highest good and our highest intention, uh, just driving down the road or going into different shops. So I want to give it like a realistic way that people can be looking at this as well. Like it is just part of the experience that we are choosing, whether we are open to being psychic or not. We cannot, we cannot decide, um, what kind of person we are going to come in contact with in what form, in what way. So I just want to give it the analogy that like we are not 
not always going to meet the nicest people in real life in our earthly bodies, just going around our daily business and our errands. And the same thing holds true for in the spiritual realm as well. So I don't want you to think that, oh my God, I don't want to be spiritual. I don't want to open up and explore my gifts. If there's going to be this like intense energy that I could be coming in contact with, it's about discernment with either of these, these experience. In my opinion, like if I get a a hit that somebody is working with dark energy or that they are going to bring something forward that I'm not, uh, is not in alignment with my energy field, then I'm going to, I'm going to still use that discernment. Just like if I go in to hire somebody to help me sell my car and I get that same energetic hit, that's like, Oh, I want to trust this person. Same, same knowing within yourself. You want to be practicing that, whether it's in the physical realm or in the uh, spiritual realm, but I just don't want to, I don't want to scare too many people right off. <laughs> like, 10 minutes into our podcast and people are like, fuck this. I don't want to be spiritual anymore. <laughs> right. So, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about it. Cause that is the thing that can scare people. Right. And they'll be like, I'm out. Like, no, however, but once you do the work to discover like what this really means or how, or how like broad this actual subject is, you'll find that any ordinary human being who hasn't tapped into any of their spiritual gifts could be suffering from a psychic attack. And that can simply be by having fear-based thoughts coming in and you don't know where they're coming from. True. That's a psychic attack. Like it truly is. So if it could be like where you get into a depression and you can't understand, like, where's all this coming from? My life has been fine or things have been okay. I don't know why I'm feeling this way. That's exactly what it could be. So it's showing up in people's lives all the time, but people just don't have the awareness to know that that's what it is, much less how to protect themselves from it. Right. True. And I'm going to give another example of this. Sometimes if you have hurt somebody in some way or some form, they unconsciously can be psychically attacking you even without the awareness that they're doing it as well which is yes. uh important to know because like again even if you like you and I could be psychically attacking somebody and not always be conscious that we are doing it as well if we're holding an Ill, Ill intent or ill intention towards somebody in some form or some way so I just want to give it the breath so we're looking at it from like every angle possible yeah. uh so we can just have like everything on the table here I appreciate that So yes, I could be having negative thoughts about someone, right? That I have like had a feud with or had an argument or don't agree with them or not in alignment with. And my thoughts could be negative towards them. And subconsciously, they're taking that on. That's a psychic attack. It's not intentional always. That's the thing. It's not always intentional. Right. Right. So let's, let's begin at the, the, the smallest level, which is what we're talking about. Right. So we have somebody who we just know, like we have all somebody in our past that we know do not like us. They are like, they're just like, we can feel it. Like you don't have to be, you know, uh, attuned to anything to be like, Oh, that person hates me or that person does not like me. What would you say would be the fastest or easiest way to be aware of if they are unconsciously sending an attack towards you? I would say if you're consistently having fear-based thoughts or go into like a slump or a depression that doesn't have this typical onset symptoms, right? Like if, if depression is something that you are consistently experiencing because you know that you've had some issue and then this is showing up in a different way, it's going to feel a little bit different, right? It's going to come out of nowhere. I would say um, that's the biggest indicator is it's sudden, like, like everything was fine. And then all of a sudden it's just there. Got you. And if that were to happen, because those who are listening might be like, oh, that feels really true for me. What would you say would be the fastest way for them to clear that energy from themselves? I always recommend sage, salt bath, 
um, commanding the removal of the dark, dense, negative energy. And honestly, it doesn't matter what level you're at with it. They're always the same responses to remove it. And so like, I love this because I think I always say everything is simple and humans make it hard. Um, because when you say just smudge, have it has a salt bath and command it out. I, I believe that we can create that command ourselves. It doesn't have to follow a particular, like I was, the reason we got into this conversation was because I was telling you that I, I know that there's people who just have it out for me. And when I'm brushing my teeth at night, I sometimes just go like, oh, I just simply commanded that way. Like I, I asked to remove any and all dark energies that are, you know, uh, affecting me in any way, or any form on any planes that they be removed and sent back to the owner at this moment. And like, he's just brushing my teeth. Like that's how it, it, it doesn't have to be like a big process or anything. No, it's that simple. It's that simple. And I would say that for women, especially the biggest way that you may experience a, a psychic attack is through jealousy. Mm, tell me more about that. Well, what happens when we're jealous of someone? Oh, I see. What thoughts are we having towards them? Envy and jealousy and their low vibrational thoughts and feelings, right? So the lower the vibration that we are projecting onto someone else or that we are receiving from someone else, the more susceptible we are. So in uh, a conversation we had, you called it transference. Can you, can you like... uh... I I was like, I've never heard it called transference. I want to know more. Yeah. So that's the transference of energy. When I'm having these thoughts about someone, right, then I'm projecting that onto you and it's a transference of energy and now you're taking it on. Perfect. So then that's like the, like, if we were to use a scale of like, okay, this is like the simplest form of energy that we could be taking in or taking on, uh, just with people in our, in our life and our family and our exes and our like jobs, uh, the jealousy, the envy, the lower vibrational, we be, we become that we can just send it away, just clear ourselves. That's perfect. Now, what happens when we begin to open up our gifts and now we're tuning into different dimensions or are speaking to different beings and different uh, entities? How would you say that shows up? Because when that happened to you, it was quite physical. Like you had a physical response to that. Do you know where it came from? Do you know how, you know, like where, where and who really is the question that I want to say? I have an idea of where it came from based on the conversation and the experience that I was having with an individual leading up to the actual event of the experience. Um, So I do believe like we can, when it's that drastic or that big, we can usually see kind of where it came from. Like, hey, what was I doing leading up? to this, like the last 70, going back 72 hours, like what have I done in that time frame or who have I been around or what have I taken in that could have caused this? So for me personally, I was very clear and very aware where it was coming from, right? Um, I think that when we are open, like, you know, like we're taking it to another level, right? To the other beings, whatnot, we know that there's um, malevolent beings, right? And when the channel is open, the energy is there for it to come through if we're not protecting us ourselves. But like we talked about just a few moments ago, the protection is very simple. It's just being consistent with it, right? And so I just love this because I think that what I want to bring forth is like when we choose to step forward with our 
our gifts and, and our magic, as I like to say, right? You are becoming a light worker. You are here to just shine light into the shadows, into the darkness, which signifies that there is darkness. That's what being a light worker means, is that we came into this body knowing fully well that yeah, there's going to be some things that we have to experience or go through uh, that might not be standard for everybody else. But that's the the role or the decision that we made before we incarnated. And that's why, like, I just think it's such so symbolic in the name itself, light worker. And the only way that we can tell that there is light is if there is dark. So again, I just want to bring it forward that everything exists, everything is in polarity. And so we have to have light and dark. So it might seem scary when we're talking about it, but at the same time, it's necessary. We have to have balance in the world. And so when you're thinking about, what did you say? Maleficent? No. Malviolent? Malevolent. Yeah, that's it. I was like, oh, that's a good word, but I'm not going to be able to repeat it. Um, that it's just the opposite of benevolent, right? True. That makes it easier. Um, that is the polarity. Benevolent, malevolent. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So understanding that it doesn't necessarily. It's not as scary as it may seem. It can be scary if you do not um, have the awareness that these things or these, these experiences exist. And I think that that's the place where people can kind of get lost. Cause when I had an entity charge my son and he came up freaking out at the time, I didn't even know where to go. I didn't even know where to have that conversation. Who can you actually say, you know, to somebody like, Hey, uh, so this dark energy entity charged my son last night. What do I do? Luckily, I was part of a community that it was an open forum that I could have. And I would love for any of you who are listening today to reach out to Sarah Jane or to reach out to me if you're experiencing anything so that we can support you or guide you towards any kind of practices or tools or communities that will be able to support you in whatever you're going through. But like, it was a really simple practice. When I went to this community, they're like, take some, so I had a, I called her mama maple in my old house and I went and got one of her branches and I ran around my house and I just, told the entity to leave and I opened up my front door and that was it. It was out. Like that was the extent of me clearing the entity and it never bothered a single one of us again, because sometimes these entities don't even know where they've landed or why they're there. They're not choosing you for any particular reason. They're not like, I have it out for this person. They just see the light and they get attracted to us. So I would love to know some practices that you use in, in these types of situations that we can give people like just some ideas on, on, on ways to support themselves in this. So can I just say for a moment, I love all of this. I'm so grateful for this conversation because I feel like a lot of people are not talking about it. So I, there's so much I have to say. You get to say it all. That's why you're on the podcast. Yes. Okay. <laughs> So first of all, just grateful for the conversation. And I think that there are more people, listen, what, if there's one thing that I can tell you is happening right now is the consciousness of the collective is elevating faster in humanity than it ever has before. So 
me, there's a million of me right now that are cracking open and they're happening very fast. This is like rapid fire fast. Mm -hmm. And so I think that these conversations are super important right now because we do have to have the spiritual hygiene. And if we can let people know what to expect, then the fear won't be as great, right? Or they will feel supported. Because I think if we go back, Avalon, let's go back to like our mothers, right? Or even our grandmothers, right? Many of them had these gifts or these abilities and they were scared of it, right? Oh, totally. And it's like, it's likely because these conversations weren't happening where the awareness about that negative energy that could be coming in. And you said it just a moment ago, sometimes it's just attached to your aura. Like it just finds its way to you. It's going to find you the more that you shine your light. <laughs> the brighter that light is, the dark is going to travel towards you. Right. And so your light can simply drown that out by closing your eyes and literally just asking it to leave. It's that simple. Opening the door, whispering it out, like you said, saging, uh, Palo Santos, um, crystals. I'm always a crystal girl because that's always one way that I can protect myself, right? Selenite, take a selenite stick, literally wand it over your body, right? Mm -hmm. you, there's also practices you can do where you just like physically take your hands across your arms and swish that energy away. Then take the um selenite stick, go over it, right? And command it to leave. It doesn't have to be uh some ritual or ceremony or complicated at all. It's very simple, regardless of the level of attack that it is. Simply from your fear-based thoughts that are coming in that you feel like are not yours to the heart rate thing that I had or the, the hands around my throat. And I will say this too. Um, I can't say that I was scared during the experience. I wasn't. I was uncomfortable, right? And the reason that I wasn't scared is because someone had talked to me about it beforehand. So when it showed up, I knew immediately that's what it was. However, what I'll say is that if you have one of these attacks happen to the degree that I did, and you attempt to explain it to someone who has not had it in their experience you be, be prepared for them not to be able to relate because I was that way. I was doubting it to some degree mm -hmm. that it was real or that it existed until it came into my awareness. I think that's so true, but I also believe it's because we don't want to believe that these things actually happen, right? Because it just, sure. it, it, like, it does feel like love and light when we open up to our spiritual gifts. It feels like we're here to change the world. It feels like there's, like, this, like, powerful light that just beams out of our being, and we are just gonna, it's just all positive, and it can't be all positive. Nothing in life is all positive. Like you were talking about, for me, I think about um, the more you shine your light, you're like, the more you're going to attract, but that's also true in the physical realm, right? The more you step into being a healer, being a light worker, the more even the physical people around you are going to be like, oh, I see you're doing this, you're doing that. So it's not just spiritual that we can be attacked. It is in the third dimensional earthbound like, a million as well. Yeah, like, oh, let's go back to when we worked together a couple years ago, right? What was my greatest fear stepping into the spotlight? Was it not? Yeah, we're going to be called crazy, wasn't that it? Well, there was many things, right? Like, I had a belief that it wasn't safe for me to be in the light, right? right. Yeah. Because based on my programs and my childhood experiences and all the things I'd had, like, oh gosh, Sarah Jane, don't go shine your light, right? And so um, I, I think that when we step into that, we become a target for other people through the envy or the jealousy, right? Because at the end of the day, 
all they're wishing for is to be able to do the same, to have the courage and the confidence to shine their light too. And so I think a lot of times it's just a subconscious play. They don't even sometimes know they're projecting onto somebody else through their emotions or their feelings. They're triggered by our light. Mm -hmm. Other people in that 3D realm and the third dimension of humans become triggered by other people's light. I love this because now I want to talk about how that's important that we do that. It is absolutely important that we trigger people by our light. So when we rise to a certain frequency, it's actually an invitation to others, right? Because it will stimulate resistance. It will stimulate discomfort and it creates a tension or a conflict within themselves. And if they are ready to rise, if they're ready to turn on, if they're ready to step up and forward, they will. It is not our job when we are you know, turning to the light and and, and expanding into these versions of ourselves to dim back down to make them feel comfortable and, and worry about them, which is a very uncomfortable place if you're at the very beginning of your spiritual awakening, because you will feel like you may be leaving people behind, or you may feel like you are expanding. And that's normal, like that's part of the process. But the thing is, is if when and if they are meant to rise, they will they will. And and it's not yours to make them rise. And it's not yours to tell them to rise or to be like, oh, it's really, really wonderful up here. You should join me up here. It has to be that that tension is their choice. That conflict uh, within themselves is, is spirit saying, what are you going to do right now? Are you going to join where they are or are you going to stay where you are? So it's not yours to, to fix or to go back and solve somebody else's decision of staying in a, in a, a darker place or coming up with you. So I always say two things. I always say, one, I'm not for everyone. <laughs> not. Now, I'm not everyone is going to like me. There is a Sarah Jane Haters Club, I'm sure. And that's okay. <laughs> and it's what it is. Another thing is, as I raise my vibrational frequency, everybody can't go with me. Mm-hmm. Because if they're, if I'm raising to here and they're still here, right, I have to come back down to meet them. Mm-hmm. And I'm not willing to do that. And I used to, I did it. I did it I for did it years. Too. Yeah, me too. I would lower myself, come back down, come back down. But that stops me from being fully who I am to embody the light worker or the light person that I am here to impact the world, right? So SJ doesn't do that anymore. She doesn't come back down with you. She sees you, that you're here and she loves you and she accepts you right where she is, but she's going onward and upward. Well, and it was funny. I put a, a, a shared a reel the other day that said there is no one that will watch you more fully and completely than a hater. They are the <laughs> one that watches you more than anybody else. So why not just give them a show? Give them a show, and guess what? Yeah, love them. Show. Of course, love them. Like love, love them, them and express the gratitude what, for what they show you. Do they not? Te- are they not some of our greatest teachers? My haters are some of my greatest teachers. Agreed. Agreed. And not, not in the beginning, you guys, <laughs> like when I was first going through, um, because sometimes the people that can't grow with us are our family of origin, which is devastating. Um, and so there's an understanding that there is like, uh, untangling and an unraveling of stories and beliefs and patterns and ways in which we're raised that says you have to, or it's only, so I'm glad we're actually having this conversation that the more you turn to the light, the more that you will come up against resistance and conflict from all different areas of the world, whether it's in the third dimensional, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, or tenth. 
Well, and what the greatest gift in that, honestly, as those people that are no longer a vibrational match begin to fall away and you release them, you create space to welcome in those that are at your same vibrational match, right? Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how transformative this piece has been for me because there have been people that I have released from my life. I'm talking like long-term friendships, 26 years, 14 years, people that I was loyal to to that I had as friends that I had to let go of. And that was hard, right? It was really hard. However, yeah, it is grief. Yes, exactly. And I did grieve though, the loss of those friendships and relationships. I'm grateful for the experience and all that they taught me and they brought me, but the moment that I let go of them, bam, new people showed up supporting what I do matching me at my vibrational level, my frequency, understanding where I'm coming from. I've never felt more held or supported or loved by the people coming into my life than I do right now. And those that weren't able to meet me, I still love them. I still send them love. Oh yeah, me too. I do, but I just have to create the boundaries to no longer maintain that friendship or relationship. Yeah. And sometimes it's it's family. It is. Yep. Sometimes it's family, which again, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that I have family members that think that I'm off my rocker and that is okay. Totally. Totally. So I want to talk about, because we're talking about when we actually have experienced the darkness or the heaviness or the, the transference. And I, I want to give you guys some of my tools that I use to prepare in advance, like how I actually um, make it so that I'm, I can open up to energies and know that I am as protected as I possibly can. So I'm going to give two and then I'm going to, I'm going to toss it over to you, Sarah Jane, as the ways that you, because again, how we do this, like I, I think in the spiritual world, uh, one of the things that can be quite toxic is the idea that it's the same for everybody. And it's not how I protect myself. It's not how Sarah Jane protects herself. It's not how like anyone else in the spiritual world, you, you're going to learn it for yourself. And there is not one way to do it. So again, that's why I say the words don't matter. It's the intention behind the words. So before I do any energy work, so if I'm doing a reading, if I'm doing like I do team tarot in the Haven or an energy forecast, whatever it is, I set the container. So I call in the highest vibration of energy I possibly can to create a a sphere of protection around me and those who are experiencing what it is that I'm opening up the energy field for so that we are like contained within the highest, I always say, whoever has our highest good um, in their hearts, minds, bodies, and souls is welcome into the container. That's just one of my personal things. And the other thing that I do, and of course, I'm just going to forget it for a hot minute. So I'm going to pass it to you for a second. Oh, oh, I remembered. Never mind. Is because, <laughs> because when I stepped into doing big work in the world and I know that spirit was like, you are the one to do this. I, and you will remember this from being in chakra mastery as I put a bouncer on my, on my crown chakra, right? Like I actually, and lately it's been Archangel Michael and I say, okay, Archangel Michael, like I want you standing here at the top of my crown chakra and Anything that is not of my highest good, I need you to use your sword of light and just cut it from coming in so that I know that I can open up fully every single day. I just say a quick prayer, quick John Markle. I call to you to, to stand at my crown and ensure that, you know, the highest energies are coming forward for me today so that I can be fully open to do the work that spirit ask, is asking me to do today. So I'm constantly making sure that I am um, setting the intention of protection before I do anything. And then if something comes through, I'll deal with it. But I've already put, um, what do I want to say? I'm being proactive and not reactive all the time. And so do you have something that you do to be proactive in this way? 
I do. So mine is kind of similar. So I call in my um, angels, guides, ascended masters, because here's the deal, because I think that this is something that's not talked about as well. We have to call them in and ask for help. They will yes. not just show up without yeah. asking because they won't infringe on our free will. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I love that. I love that you're bringing up free will right now. I think that's such a yeah. significant thing. They're here to help us, but we have to ask for it. It mm-hmm. doesn't just like, they're not just, um, here. No, I have to ask them to come in and help. So um, I, I welcome them in. I have a few guides that are always with me. I always ask them to step forward and put a protection of bubble and light and this be in my little sphere, my bubble as well. Um, calling in my protection for my divine um, power, my divine wisdom and um, unconditional love I bring in. Every time I'm doing right before I do a reading, before I do like live card pulls on my Facebook group, or if I'm like even to come in here, we're having this conversation, right? So this is a practice I do every day though, because I am so open. So I know that I'm susceptible to it, but it's very simple. And I think that everyone will like, it's one of those things where you kind of hear from your teachers or mentors or, um, you know, the ones that you're looking up for guidance right? For this information. And then you kind of make it your own. Cause I feel like we're kind of doing the same thing, but you're doing it in your own way and I'm doing it mine away. Which is what I want people to hear more than anything, right? Is that, you know, yes, it's important to do, but you're going to find, and no matter what, even if you feel silly or if you feel weird, like I remember when I saged my house for the first time and I was like, I'm clearing my house of all negative thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And I'm like, oh God, oh my God, am I doing this? Is this happening? Like, is this real? Like, cause you feel, it feels, it feels awkward, right? Because it's not something we're taught. It's not something that we know. And so the first couple of times you're like, uh, am I saying this right? Am I doing this right? Am I like a complete asset at being a spiritual worker? And that's normal. It's normal, but it becomes easier and easier because it just takes practice, right? Like that's what it I is. am so giggling over here right now. You know why? Why? Because I remember the first time I ever staged my house was after a call with you. You were like, Sarah Jane, you need to clear the energy in your house. And I was like, well, how do I do that? And you're like, girl, get some stage and just start going through. <laughs> you were telling me what to do. And I was like, what am I doing? And I remembered my cousin when I, when I bought my house, I bought my house in 2018. And I want to say this was probably 2020 when you and I were working together. So I'd had sage for two years. She brought me these two bundles of sage. I never purchased sage before. I remembered that it was in this drawer in my living room. And I was like, I think I have sage. And I think I even remember asking you, like, is this it? You're like, yes. Yes. And then it was just that simple, right? It's that easy. But I remember feeling the same way. I was like, and then I was like, I have to go through this whole house. I'm like, I have a big house. Like I have all these rooms. You're like, yes, every corner, go. Every corner, <laughs> open the door, and let the energy out. <laughs> Listen, I remember my kids like, mom, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just clearing energy out of here. That's all. And it becomes so normal, but in the beginning, it feels so awkward because it's not known to us. So I just think it's, it's, it's yeah. A- However, it's awkward for us, right? Because this is not something we've done our whole lives. But guess what? For Camille, this will seem normal. Yes, it's true because we're creating a new path for the new generation. This is the new earth, right? This is clearing that energy. This is being open to receiving. This is accepting our divine gifts and our in it wisdom, right? Totally. And this I want new earth living. Yeah, because you are a spearhead in this um, this evolution 
of stepping into the new earth. And I love, because again, your quest here on earth is different than mine. And I I'm, I say this, and I'll probably say it in more than one podcast, but you're the first podcast uh, interview that I'm having, is understanding that what Sarah Jane incarnated for is going to be different than what I incarnated for is going to be different than you, the listener, is going to incarnate to. And it's just being in that radical trust that you're going to receive the messages that you are here to actually do. Like I'm here to help empaths and highly sensitive people claim their gift and empower them to do the work that they're here to do in the world. Now you, on the other hand, Sarah Jane, yours is bigger. (laughs) I mean, mine is big. Like I think mine is significant at the level of the ripple that it's going to have to empower people like you to actually do the the frontline work. But I really love my, my, my school. (laughs) So tell me about your quest. Yeah. Well, and I think that, um, so to say it's bigger, I don't want, I know, anyone, I, I don't, yeah. there's, there's no hierarchical here. As soon as it came out of my there's mouth, like, that is not the statement I meant to say. No, but, but what that is, is 3D mentality. Is it not? Yes. Because it's what we've been programmed. Yes. To believe or to see or to understand it. So for someone to perceive it that way makes total sense. Yes. Where we're going, the hierarchy doesn't exist, right? Uh, you know, I've always had a passion for leadership. It's always like it been at the core of my heart. I've been exploring leadership and doing it for a long time, but I also know that I lead differently. I believe in thought leadership. I believe in humanitarian leadership, spiritual leadership, right? Um, just serving with a heart-centered vision and purpose is always where I've been. And I also know, like, I believe, this is my opinion, like our human design has a lot to do with who we are and how we show up in the world. I'm a manifester. My job is to inform and initiate, right? That's a whole other podcast is human design. But, um, you know, my job is to inform and initiate. And I can see throughout my life where that has played out. And that's my role. And I know this. And I know I'm big energy. And that's why I also know I'm not for everyone. And there's times where people are intimidated by my energy. But I have a voice that when I speak, I know people stop and listen to me, right? I've had visions of being on massively huge stages. When I talk about being on stage, I'm not talking like, you know, 500 to 1,000 people in an audience. I'm talking arenas with 40,000 people out there. Like, I know that's where I'm going. Um, Like, I kind of describe it like uh, it's like a mix of Esther Hicks and... Oh, a little bit of Michael Beckwith. Like there's a couple different people, but like being out there channeling, but also speaking the leadership piece of this and expressing our true divinity. So I know that new earth living, um, this patriarchal hierarchy BS is going away, right? So we are meant to work in harmony and community with humanity. So right now, I just was watching a documentary uh, over the weekend, and this man, um, gosh, what is his last name? His first name is Graham. He he ruffles a lot of feathers, which is probably why I like him, because they do the same thing. Uh, but Hancock? he said, yes. Graham Hancock, yeah. I believe that's his name. So he said, what, uh, Ancient Apocalypse was the documentary on Netflix mm-hmm. I watched. <laughs> Episode four, 28 minutes in, he says, we are not in harmony with the universe. Mm. shivers and we're not did you say cheers no i got shivers i said shivers i thought you said cheers cheers and i got shivers yes (laughs) and that struck me like i knew it but to hear him say it like it's different when you have your own thoughts and then suddenly you hear someone else say it and i'm like 
oh uh, yeah, we're not in harmony. We're not living the way we were meant to as human beings. And so we've gotten so ego and fear-based and all this eh, going on. And so people are starting to wake up and realize that, hey, we're not actually living for the highest good. How do we do that? This is it. This is these conversations, changing the way we're doing stuff, saying, okay, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not accepting this as the way it is anymore. Right. Well, and I think that, so I love Graham Hancock. That's why I know who he's talking about, because like, I believe it was Graham Hancock that also said, if you think that you live on earth and there is no other species out in the universe, what? How can you even think or believe that, right? That we are just this all encompassing, uh, like civilization and there is nothing else beyond us. And it's like, I remember thinking about that and going like, Oh my gosh, that's so true. And it's like this, this level of awareness and understanding that there has to be more beyond what we have been taught, what we know, like we see the only this little tiny speck of perception of an entire multiverse. Like, come on, come on. So I believe that it's the, the arrogance of the ego that would make us believe that we would be the only ones here, right? There's no way we're the only ones here. Um, who is it? Dr. Um, Stephen Greer. Have I you ever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do too. So <laughs> he, he did a documentary called Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. That one. <laughs> Four minutes and 37 seconds into that documentary. And I'm like, Oh, that's what I saw in my backyard last December. Oh, that's what I saw again in March. I've seen it several times. And I'm like, I know we're not here by ourselves. Well, and it's funny because, and my husband is actually the one who clears my podcast. So he's going to hear me say this. He started to do drawings lately and he's drawing and he's drawing and he's drawing and he starts to draw everything that he's drawing. It doesn't look human and it's blue. And, and you know, in Close Encounters, they talk about these blue beings. And I, and, and he had said at some point from his childhood, he remembers seeing these blue beings. And I'm like, Hey, honey, do you think maybe it's from these blue beings that you, you know, remember seeing when you were a kid? And he's like, Oh, damn. <laughs> right. Like, Oh, damn. Wait until I tell you what Camille just told me last week. <laughs> what? <laughs> so you, so those of you that have children that are eight or younger, pay attention to what they're telling you and the stories that they tell you. So Camille is notorious for sharing um, her past lives with me and many of them that we've had together. And she talks about them frequently. And so last week, my oldest daughter was here, um, Allie, and we're standing here talking to Camille and she looks at both of us and she goes, oh, did you know that we used to be blue? <laughs> she said, I had a different mom and dad. They weren't you and my dad, Joe. And she says, um, but they were my parents and they were blue and I was blue and you were there too. And you were there too, Allie. And we were all blue. Oh my goodness. I mean, I get shivers again, because again, none of this is scripted when we get on these, on these interviews and yet it all ties together. It all comes together in these beautiful, powerful ways where, you know, if you're listening and you're like, shit, <laughs> this is, this is true. I remember this too. Go ahead. The other thing she said, I think it's really important to share this as well, because, um, and I think I shared this with you already, but just to, so the viewers can hear this, like Camille will often, this is how many of her, um, and like, um, channelings is what I call them come through is mommy, can I tell you a story? And she says to me, um, just a few weeks ago, she talks about there's, uh, there's a good angel and it's doing math. There's a bad angel and it's burning the toys, right? This is her perspective, how she's feeling it. To me, the math is the grid work that's going on behind the scenes. And 
there's that's a whole other podcast, right? There's some Arcturian energy coming in there. Yeah, right. Okay, so um, she she says that the good angels have white hair and rainbow hair. That the bad angels have dark black hair and red hair. And then she says, and this is just the conversation we had a few moments ago, that what did she say? The dark angels, they don't like the light. Hmm. And it's going to get dark for a little bit, but it's okay because the good angels will bring the, will bring the light back. And it's like this child, you know, you can't make that up, but what, what I get from that, what she's saying, she's actually expressing the dark and the light that it does exist, right? The polarity of it. And that the dark will attempt to come through, but we just shine the light right back on it and it will drown out the dark. Well, and I think that we're in a place right now, because you've talked about it, um, touched on it uh, a little bit, where we're in a place where the systems uh, from the last previous age, and I'm like, oh God, what was it? I can't remember. Now we're in the age of Aquarius, but it was the age of, I'm trying to remember my Zodiac um, but the last 3000 years was systems and patriarchy and all of this rigidity and conformity. And that structure is being dismantled more and more every day so that we have the freedom of community, the freedom of, you know, choice, the freedom of our free will brought forward and brought back. Um, but I feel like that even could be another podcast episode as totally. well, because like, we got right? your whole like, season mapped out already. I know, right? Uh, but the, here we are right now. And I think that the important thing to understand is that it is absolutely imperative more than ever that if you even remotely feel any sort of inkling to step into the spiritual world, to be curious, you said curious and playful. And I said, I love those words because that is what spirituality embodiment is. It is not control. It is not conformity. It is not like this rigidity. It is literally unleashing this playfulness within yourself. And nobody's going to say like, oh, playfulness is the opposite of conformity and rigidity and patriotism. Yes. 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 Hell yes. Right. Because the system that we're running in and been indoctrined in, it, it takes all of that away from us because we have to be adults. And I was, I had another reel and I can't remember who it was from. He said, you know, we don't stop playing because we become an adult. We become an adult because we stop playing and (laughs) right. And, and, and it's like, but who, where, where, what, what, who, who defined that at what, level of the spectrum did we just all of a sudden go oh I'm an adult now and 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 forget about the joy and the bliss and the and the playfulness and the and and the lightheartedness right but somewhere along the way we were like oh well that's gone now I'm done high school so I gotta be serious now what oh gosh the inner child let her out let them out yes let them out so I am actually gonna like kind of because I I know you and I could talk forever Ever, ever and ever and ever. Uh, there's two things that I want to to just bring up. One is, is that I'm so excited because you are coming on board in empath school because in empath school, I talk about like my empath gift, the gift that I have in the world is not the same as everybody else's, right? So I don't actually 
it's not that I can't, but it's not my strength to communicate with those who have passed to the next round. Where I want in empath school is to bring in people that I trust and that I know are exceptional in their skill to guide those who are. So I'm excited to say that Sarah Jane, if you love this conversation and you want more of it, there will be more of it in empath school. Sarah Jane will be speaking to the community there. The other thing is, is like Sarah Jane, some people are just going to feel so fucking lined up with you right now. They're just going to be like, man, everything that Sarah Jane is saying, it's like, oh, it's like shivers, like lightning bolts through my body. And if they're experiencing that feeling or even curious, because there's that word again, on who you are and how to be on board of your vision and your mission of leadership and, and awakening into the new earth, where would they find you to have those conversations? So great question. Uh, the best way to find me is in my Facebook group, Quantum Healing for New Earth Living. So that is a Facebook group that I actually was with someone else. I just transitioned the group. I'm super excited about it. I will be sharing more of this free content, giving um, Facebook lives in there. Um, I have a program called Welcome Your Woo that I give little tidbits of information, but finding support is a great place to go into that space to look for the support with anyone experiencing like coming into their gifts or not sure or wanting to be curious and playful, right? That's where they can go to find me. And mostly that's where I'm at. I try to keep it simple. There's so many like different places we can go now, but that seems to be the one place where I can be consistent and easily found. Um, also, email. They can email me if they're like, have a specific question or want to know. I'm always Please, open. Like, for... And that's like, this is the part that I think uh, a lot is lost on too. When we say email us, we actually mean that. Like we I actually, do. I know, like, I'm like, we're not just I saying do. that because we're on a, a podcast interview because we are here to serve. That is why we are here. So please reach out to Sarah Jane and where can they reach out to you if they, if they want to connect with you and have an email conversation or build this relationship? Uh, they can reach me anytime with any of these questions at welcomeyourwoo at gmail.com. Perfect. Welcome your W-O-O woo at gmail.com. Oh my God, Sarah Jane, I think we covered 4,000 things in this podcast. In I know, right? Wait, that's so us though, is it not? I know, I know. But ultimately, like we said, the key to everything that we are trying to, to bring forward is just to really protect yourself and ensure that you are doing your spiritual hygiene. And I will put some examples of that in the show notes, the things that Sarah Jane and I talked about so that you can just read. So like if you need to read it, whether you need to listen to it once or twice, know that it's available to you and that you are in control, that it is not controlling you. And is there anything else you want to end with today, Sarah? Jane. Yeah, I would just say the two most important things is the spiritual hygiene that you just mentioned and finding support who <sighs> will help you through it, right? Because for me personally, the greatest experiences that I had through all of this was being supported by you and those around me that are in the same experiences or similar situations or those that have gone before me, right? Who mm -hmm. who best to, to learn from than those that have gone before you? myself or whoever's experiencing it, right? Yes. And I will say this as well. If you're an empath or highly sensitive person, and that feels true for you in every sense, if you're being, that's really, really important that you understand that you are supposed to have a primal activation that tells you when something is wrong. And then not everybody is trustworthy in this world as well. And to use your discernment and trust your instincts, trust 
your your gut intuition. So if you were like, oh, this person seems to be saying everything right and they seem to know what they're talking about, but you still get a no feeling, trust your no feeling over anything else, anybody else. It's you need to trust yourself first and foremost above anybody else in the world. Just a little. I could not agree more with that. (laughs) And so I love you. I, I love you. I just think you're amazing. And this was like I, my first interview back for Cosmic Tea could not have been with anyone better. Thank you for coming on the podcast. And I cannot Thank wait you. to see. It's an honor and a privilege to be here. And I love sharing space with you. So I'll come back anytime. Yay. And on that note, we are complete for today's session. Please reach out to Sarah Jane and I if you have any questions.